I'm Gregor Thompson, I'm a philosopher and a writer, and I know what the meaning of life is. Welcome to The Struggle. This episode is brought to you by the Struggle for Meaning newsletter. This is a weekly email newsletter that I send out for free every Sunday, a short article concerning the art of embracing struggle. I also send out tips, strategies, recommendations such as movies, music, podcasts and recipes to help along the way. To sign up completely for free, go to gregorthompson.com, the link will be in the show notes, confirm your subscription and make sure you check your spam folder for your welcome newsletter and add me to your contacts to continue to receive it in your inbox for free. And that's it. You're on your way to struggling more and being more productive, healthy and motivated. Now, let's get on with the struggle. This is episode three of The Struggle with me, Gregor Thompson. Now, if you haven't done so already, I would recommend listening to or watching episodes one and two as they provide introductions to both the podcast and myself, just to give you some context as to what The Struggle is and what you can expect from this weekly podcast. But now that the introductions are out of the way, it's now time to embark on this journey of healing, the adventure of the struggle. So for this episode, I want to talk about the power of boredom, space and capacity. Our constantly and ever-changing world moves at speeds that we cannot possibly keep up with. As biologist Edward O. Wilson said, the problem of humanity is that we have paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions and godlike technology. So is it any wonder that we're facing a mental health epidemic? Is it any wonder that we all seem to be a bit lost? Our hunter-gatherer brains were not built for staring at screens, communicating through technology and constant distractions. Our minds were built for running, hunting, true connection with other human beings in person, eating nutritious and whole foods, being outside in nature and being within ourselves, in our minds with little to no distractions. What's happened is that our culture, societies and technology has advanced at an increasingly fast pace, whereas our brains haven't changed all that much for thousands of years. So what happens when we place these hunter-gatherer brains that operate best within nature, constantly moving and communicating with other human beings, into a society that's jam-packed with godlike technology, ultra-processed junk food, houses in which we can control the temperature at any time, workplaces operating under artificial lights, grey buildings with straight lines and sharp edges, devoid of nature, and social media feeds with infinite novelty and entertainment in our pockets. We become fragile, lazy, and timid. We have become accustomed to comfort instant pleasure and artificial joy. We are so distracted by screens that we have lost our innate human nature. As philosopher Jeddu Krishnamurti said, it is no measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society. We have traded our mental well-being and our purpose for likes and the next car or handbag or pair of shoes just to impress the people on our screens who are also trying to impress the people on their screens. We spend such an effort trying to show everyone else how meaningful our lives are that we are oblivious to the fact that spending our lives trying to impress people on a screen is utterly meaningless. We all have the capacity to find meaning in our lives. We're just looking in all the wrong places. 
So how can we find meaning in an increasingly meaningless world? Well, as much as you can, try to mimic the lives of our hunter-gatherer ancestors. That means first, put the phone down from time to time. Sit with your thoughts, which I understand many of you won't have ever done this, so it may be painful or even boring, but that's exactly why you should do this. If it's painful or boring to be within yourself, then you are accustomed to distraction. It is therefore necessary to learn to just be rather than distract. As philosopher Sam Harris said, how we pay attention to the present moment largely determines the character of our experience and therefore the quality of our lives. If all of your attention is focused on screens and pleasure from external sources, your life will be controlled by those distractions and you'll forget about the life you're living now. You don't want to get to the end of your life and realize you were distracted and dreaming the whole time. There's a reason why rates of poor mental health have been increasing exponentially since 2007, because that's when the first iPhone went on sale. Before that, we knew what boredom was. We were attuned to our own thoughts. There wasn't as many corporations fighting for our attention. We had more mental clarity and space. This also explains why the practice of meditation has become increasingly popular, because the need for mental space and clarity has grown. So put the screens down once in a while and be present either through meditation or just simply sitting with yourself without external distractions. Your mind will thank you. Second, go outside and be within nature when you can, but don't post anything on social media to show others how great you are by being in nature. Third, move your body as much as you can. You weren't built to sit in an office chair for eight hours a day, then sit in a car or a train, then lie on the couch, then lie in your bed. Try to get your heart rate up every day and move your body. And lastly, try to be grateful for what you do have. Our modern societies are constantly telling us that we need more, more friends, more likes, more clothes, more entertainment, more food, more money. But has this ever truly satisfied us? Of course not. That's why we want more. We buy a car, then we want a faster, newer one. We buy a phone, then we want the one that has a slightly better camera. We watch a short video and then a hundred more. We are always wanting more, but this cannot possibly bring true meaning to our lives. Instead, try the opposite. Be grateful for what you do have. Be grateful for your friends and family. Be grateful for the clothes you do have. Be grateful for the time you have on this planet. Be grateful for the technology that allows you to listen to this podcast. Be grateful for your life because it is not guaranteed. All of this advice, being within yourself, being within nature, moving your body and being grateful for it is difficult. It is a struggle to try to loosen the grip that our modern societies have on us. But that's the whole point, right? The answer lies in the struggle. So keep on struggling. Just a few more things before you take off. First, thank you for listening. It genuinely means a lot to see people listening to the content. Second, if you're enjoying the content, please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. That's the best way you can support the podcast. You also have the option to leave me up to a five-star review, which would also be very much appreciated. And lastly, keep on struggling.